We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I'll never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. They waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I'll never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Backcourt nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. It's no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing no, it's no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to another episode of the Mav Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Drew Johnson. You can find both of us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Dalton underscore Trigg at coach drew 33 uh give us a follow there uh definitely go subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms uh hit that subscribe button on youtube you know that's that's really taken off for us over the summer and we're just continuously building uh on that Uh, go leave us some comments and some likes and all that good stuff so um guys the math season is officially underway they got started on uh, Wednesday night against the San Antonio Spurs. It was the second game on ESPN. Uh, all the hype coming into that game was around Victor Wimbenyama. And, I mean, for good reason. He's a, He appears to be a generational talent. Nobody's ever seen uh, anything like him before. So, I mean, I get it. I get the hype. But it was Derek Lively, the number 12 overall pick, that ended up kind of stealing the spotlight from Wimbenyama. Uh, you know, he had, uh, I got the box score pulled up here, but lively in his first ever game and he didn't start and we'll get into that here in a little bit, how weird all that was, but in 31 minutes off the bench, 
Lively ended up with 16 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, one block, uh, and shot seven of eight from the field. And he was a team high by far, plus 20 on the night. The next highest was Tim Hardaway Jr. at plus nine. So uh, Lively was incredible. It was, he even said like it was more than even what he expected uh, going into his first ever NBA game. Just to give people some perspective, and by the way, guys, I'm having some people do some work on the outside of my house. So if you hear a weird noise, uh, I've tried to get as far away from that as possible, but you still might hear something. So just a disclaimer for everybody. But anyway, (laughs) so just to put into perspective, uh, you know, how good Lively was. His whole year at Duke, his freshman year at Duke, the most points he ever scored in the game was 13 points, and he did it on two separate occasions, I believe. Mm -hmm. So he's already surpassed that in his first real NBA game with 16 points. He he worked the pick and roll with Luka and Kyrie masterfully. Uh, He was great. I mean, his screen setting is amazing. Uh, High energy, you know, not just on-ball defense, but – you know, his uh, his ability to help others, you know, when they mess up and let somebody drive by him. He alters people's shots even if he doesn't get the block. You know, he only has one block in the in the box score, but, you know, he altered a lot more than just one mm-hmm. shot. So, uh, just, you know, we've, we've heard all the hype and Tyson Chandler taking him under his wing, and he came on this podcast over the summer and said that he is – looking to do the dirty work to make things easier for Luca and Kyrie. And he he's done he's backed up everything he said so far. So excellent, excellent debut for your guy, Derek Lively. What are your thoughts on 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 D Live getting his feet wet? You know, what can I say now? But um he um <laughs> he uh you know I was I was very pleased by what I saw. Unfortunately I had to watch highlights because well I have I have to get up for practice every morning at three thirty AM. So that requires me to go to sleep at an earlier time. But <laughs> that's, that's um, understandable. Yeah, it's it's something, but that's neither here nor there. Um no, one thing that I noticed is like what you were saying, he uh his shot blocking, I think, is a little underrated, um, mostly because, you know, he only registered one, but it's like you said, he was able to alter so much more, and he is just a tremendous off-ball defender. Um, but one thing else that I noticed is you mentioned it earlier, the screen setting. That was kind of a little bit of a concern um, at the beginning. You know, screen setting was a little bit of a uh, a concern for him coming into the league. And I remember people talking about it in summer league. Um, But last night he appeared to have taken a tremendous step forward in that regard. Um, So, you know, he's exactly who the Mavs need him to be. He fills that role perfectly. And that's the reason I've been harping this entire time on why we needed to get him. He just works so hard. Like every time, every time there's a loose ball or like, even if the opposing player, you know, if, if he has to reach down for the ball, you know, real low, it, maybe it's not a loose ball, but it has the potential to be like, he is just in the mix. He is, he is always active and trying to knock the balls loose. And, you know, it, that kind of activity is something the Mavs have greatly needed. And I mean, shout out to Grant Williams too. I mean, very quietly, he ended up with, uh, 17 points, six rebounds, and a block himself. 
uh, in just 35 minutes. He shot six of 11, four of eight from three. Uh, so, I mean, if you watched the game like from the first quarter through like halfway through the third quarter or something like that, you'd be watching it and thinking, where is Grant Williams? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it, you didn't really feel like he was doing much, but he came on strong. He hit his threes. He does all the little things on defense, like Lively, just at a different position. So, I mean, it. those are the types of plays that the Mavs were sorely missing last week. And, look, the defense was not great. I mean, they gave up 40 points, 43 points in the first quarter to the Spurs. But from that point on, they won every single quarter. And they played excellent defense in the last couple of minutes of the game, which is when it matters the most. So, you know, for uh, – to open the season with a brand new roster, a lot, you know, lineups that haven't really played much with each other because of the the injuries in preseason. You're opening on the road. You've got a really talented young team in San Antonio that was, you know, hyped up and ready to get things rolling, and they couldn't miss to start the game. Mm-hmm. All things considered, that was a very, very nice season opening win for the Mavs. And, you know, Luca, he did his thing. I mean, I, I text you, you know, when we were talking, I, was, I said a ho hum, thirty yeah. point triple double. You know, <laughs> well, uh, it just really goes to show what we've come to expect out of him, and we really <laughs> just were really quite spoiled in that regard. So it's enjoy. always so it's always so funny to me, you know, thirty three points, thirteen rebounds, ten assists, two steals. Mm-hmm. in 34 minutes and he only shot three of 11 from deep so it's like if he hits a couple more threes <laughs> that's the thing he hasn't gotten going yet i mean he's doing this just getting to the rim taking high percentage shots um and there was a really interesting stat that i saw earlier whenever i was looking at this our points in the paint margin was fantastic and we <laughs> yeah. haven't we haven't had that. Like, we didn't have that at all last year, period. We were p- completely perimeter-oriented. So, you know, to see us targeting shots that are higher percentage and being able to get those more often, and it all goes back to having Derek Lively, I think. I think the pick and roll with Derek Lively is what it all comes back to. So, you know, and with Luca having a lob threat like Lively, you're able to see him snake pick and rolls and get to the rim whenever he wants because the defense has to be aware of lively. It was great, man. I mean, they, they, like you said, the points in the paint, they won that battle 56 points to 46 points for San Antonio. Mm -hmm. Uh, They won the rebounding battle 48 to 45 Uh, offensive rebounds. They had four more than the Spurs. And one of them was just crazy. It was, you know, Derek, uh, off of a uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. miss from three, Lively spun around at the top of the key and flew in and grabbed it like at its highest point off the rebound and dunked it back and it, and fell down. And I was just like, oh! Like, <laughs> it's just it all comes those, full circle. Yeah. It was one of those moments where it's like, Derek Lively, the second, has arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was great, man. And I know the Mavs are thrilled you know, that he has developed as fast as he has because it's only going to get better the more he plays. I mean, he's 19 years old, first ever real NBA game. It's only going to get better from here. I mean, so I, I can't wait to see how he progresses and builds on top of what he's already done in his first game. Now, 
talking about this and, and how great he was, we have to bring up how confusing it was that Lively started all four preseason games. Now, look, it's not like Maxi Kleba was hurt during preseason. He played during preseason. So, it's I mean, there was no indication whatsoever that it was a possibility that Kleba would start at center. And yet, Opening night comes, Lively starts all preseason games, and then Jason Kidd just pulls the rug out from under everybody and starts Kleba and also starts Derek Jones Jr., which, I mean, we heard that he was – we heard – that one wasn't as surprising because we heard that he was in contention for a starting spot. But, Hmm. you know, I sent you a – I sent you a stat here earlier, and look, it is a very small sample size. So, I mean, I'm not saying this is – you know, the end-all, be-all. But small sample size, the lineup of Luca, Kyrie, Josh Green, Grant Williams, and Derek Lively had an offensive rating of 145.5 and had a defensive rating of 83.3. And look, I get it. I get it. It is a very, very small sample size. But, you know, the eye test is there too. You could tell. That is the Mavs' best lineup mm-hmm. when, when those guys are all out there together. So I know it doesn't matter. I know it matters more who finishes a game rather than who starts. But you want to start out ahead. You don't want to have to be playing from behind pretty much for the entire game. The Mavs didn't have their first lead in last night's game until like late in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they started out in a 16 to 7 hole before the first timeout was called. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like Jason Kidd. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And I mean, I'm, I don't want to be disrespectful because he is he has a he has a brilliant basketball mind. He wouldn't be a Hall of Fame point guard if that wasn't the case. But sometimes I just feel like he likes to play mind games with these players. You know, it's like uh, Lively is a is a 19 year old rookie. He started in those all those preseason games, and now I can I feel like he's just like okay, well now the regular season is here. We'll just bring him off the bench now and see if it affects his, you know, his psyche. See if, see if he's mentally tough enough to handle that and still bring forth the effort needed to have a good game. And if that is the case, Lively passed that test with flying mm-hmm. colors. Now, last season, if he did that with Christian Wood, that probably wouldn't have been the case. 
you know. <laughs> so if that was a test by Jason Kidd, then he he passed it with flying colors, and I think he has earned the right to start going forward. Will he? I don't know. It's gotten to the point where you know you kind of you know what should happen, but you also know how Kidd likes to operate. So I don't know what's going to happen, but all I know is when Lively is out there, he's going to be giving you maximum effort and he he does the things i saw somebody on twitter the other night i think it was tim cato from the from the athletic he said something about you know Derek lively does the type of seven foot one things that the mavs just needed to be done last season you know just Mm -hmm. a guy that does seven foot one things and that that Mm -hmm. that described it perfectly (laughs) so i don't know I, i we know what the starting lineup should be uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there was any sort of reasoning behind that other than putting Lively through a, a mental test? Uh, you know, as a coach, you don't really want to play mind games with players in the midst of competition, like live competition, because you're trying to win. Um, so I'm not sure that it was necessarily mind games, but I do have to wonder, you know, what conversations were had between Kid and, uh, and Lively um before that which, game. which might not have been a conversation because i mean you know it's like with tim hardaway jr coming into training camp kid said something about uh oh yeah tim Hardaway thj is gonna you know have his six man of the uh, six man of the year role or whatever and then they asked tim hardaway jr about it and he was like oh this is the first time i'm hearing about this so mm-hmm. <laughs> there may not have been a, a conversation there may, have been. there may not have been i don't know that's odd but you know, I will say this. What I do find to be interesting is even though Kleber got the start, um, Lively played starter minutes. I mean. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know. Really, and I'm cool say. with that. I'm 100% cool with that. I just, I just, I hate it when they get out to as slow of a start as they did. I'm with you. Like, you just. I'm with you. Because and the reason I hate it so much is because it's wasting Luca and Kyrie minutes. Like yep. you want to, you want to maximize that. You don't, you don't want to have, you know, five to six minutes burned from Luca and Kyrie, and you've created a nine point deficit for yourself because you didn't have your best players out there. So I mean, I don't know. That that's my only gripe with it is like not no. not only the slow start, but you're also wasting your superstar minutes. Oh, it's infuriating. Uh, just take it from someone whose teams have struggled to get going in the first quarter of a lot of games. <laughs> you want your best lineup out there that's going to score points immediately because you need to set the tone. And it's so hard to come back. They did it last night, and kudos to them. But we don't need to be making a habit of this. So you know. I'm not Jason Kidd, but if I'm Jason Kidd, I'm giving Lively the start from here on out. Yeah, I mean, if like I said, if that was a test, Lively passed it with flying colors. And, you know, even if he doesn't start, and he told us this when we talked to him over the summer, he, it doesn't matter to him if he starts or not. You're going to get the same consistent effort mm-hmm. every single night. He he thrives to do the dirty work. And that's, you know, that's what he's going to do, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. And that's a great thing. Uh, for the Mavs going forward. So we've talked about Luca. We've talked about Lively, Grant Williams, uh, you know, Kleba, sorry, struggling. Uh, Josh Green, fresh off of that three-year, $41 million extension. He was fine. I mean, he played played 30 minutes, you know, even though he didn't start, like you said, 
starter minutes, 30 minutes, uh, shot three of five, uh, hit both of his three-pointers that he took and finished with 11 points. It was a plus four on the night. So he was fine. Josh Green did exactly what you want Josh Green to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Kyrie, he's the last one we'll talk about from this game, did not have a good shooting game. Only shot 10 of 24. Started out slow. I don't know if it was the jitters or, you know, he, did, he didn't play those last three preseason games because of groin soreness. So, uh, I'm sorry, he didn't play two of the preseason games because of groin soreness. And then he played uh, the first three quarters of that Pistons game. But anyway, he may have had a little rust. He was trying to shake off. And he was only one of eight from three. Yeah. But that one three-pointer came in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter when the Mavs were down one and they needed it the most. So shout out to Kyrie. He ended up finishing with 22 points, six assists, and a steal. Uh, did not have a good shooting game, but, man, he he has a knack for showing up when you need him the most in the fourth quarter. And it was good to see him and Luca coexist. They all got their no- – I mean, look, one of the things about the last couple of seasons for the Mavs and my guy Kirk Henderson with Mavs Moneyball, he's pointed this out a few times. One of the most infuriating things about the Mavs is that they don't tend to have regular type of NBA box scores. Like a lot of times when you look at their box scores, it's like Luka, 30, 40 plus points, and then everybody else has single digits. Like there were several times last season where the Mavs had all of their non-Luka starters were in single-digit scoring. Reggie Bullock had several games with the 0 line. Like, it's just – this is something that wasn't the case last night. I mean, you look down the – Luka with 33, Kyrie with 22, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Grant Williams with 17 apiece, uh, Lively with 16, Green with 11. I mean, that that's good scoring distribution scoring. there. <laughs> that is a that is a well balanced attack. And you want to know something? That isn't even us playing at our max. It's like you said, Kyrie right. had an off shooting night. I mean, we weren't just firing on all cylinders; we were just executing. I mean, that's all that was. We just executed. Now, I would like to see us get it going earlier, but I think a lot of that has to do with who we have in our starting lineup. Yeah, and I mean, I know I know the Spurs are young and they're inexperienced to a degree, but you know, when your stars combine to shoot four of 19 from deep and you still win by seven on the road, that's pretty solid. I mean, that's, good. that's a, uh, that's a good feeling to start out the season on the road. And now they'll turn their attention to uh Friday night when they'll take on Kyrie's former team, the Brooklyn Nets. It'll be the first time he's played against his former team since fun. the trade. So, you know, the home opener, you'll have the home fans getting into it, assuming that they're not all at the Rangers uh, World Series game opener. Shout out to the Rangers, by the way. That's going to be fun. Um, But, yeah, home opener, you'll have that great energy for that. You know Kyrie's going to be hyped up to not only bounce back from his 10 of 24 shooting night against the Spurs, but to also potentially give it to his old team. (laughs) There were were some hard feelings there, so (laughs) we'll see how it goes. I'm calling it now. He's going for 40. Like I can see he's coming it. For the net. I can see it. I really do yeah. think he's going to shake off that, that shooting performance, and it's going to be a fun one at American Airlines Center on Saturday. But, yeah, man, overall, couldn't have asked for a better start to the season. Uh, you had a little bit of adversity, adversity there. They overcame it. Uh, all your guys 
you know, your starters and your, your key contributors, they did what you wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can fine tune the defense a little bit, uh, start your best players at the beginning of the game, get off to a better start there. And you should be good because, you know, aside from that first quarter, like if they had started off a little bit better, this game would have been a blowout because like I said, they won every quarter, uh, after that and the third quarter they won 32 to 23 so i mean it's all there i mean they just have to uh they just have to keep refining and uh you know keep building as the season progresses and look women yama we'll we'll talk about him briefly before we take off here you know he was he was solid i mean he had 15 points five rebounds two assists two steals a block you know stuff in the stat sheet he can do a little bit of everything he was six of seven from the field, three of five from three. Only mm-hmm. played twenty three minutes because he got in foul trouble. He had five mm-hmm. fouls. He also had five turnovers. So it wasn't. It was a good debut. Wasn't a perfect debut. Kind of like you know, Luca. He didn't have a great debut either. But you know, yeah. uh, Luca. Different man. It's just different. Yeah. And you know, he's going to have to adjust to the physicality. He's going to have to adjust to the speed. Those are going to be the two big things. But once he does, watch out. Oh, yeah. If he can stay healthy, watch out. Because, I mean, that's uh, the speed, especially, I think, is what contributed to his foul trouble. Um, he would just get caught doing things that he would normally do in Euro ball that he would be able to convert on. And because of the speed and athleticism of the people in front of him, he, you can't get away with that here. Plus, refs called a little different in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Grant Williams told us. Uh, Last week, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, every day is just passing, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, when we talked to Grant Williams, you know, he was saying, like, that's the main goal. We're going to be as physical as possible with him. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, you know, how it affected him. I mean, it, it got him in foul trouble. And, uh, you know, that, that ended up helping the Mavs out a lot. Now, uh, I mean, at his size and the way he can shoot the ball, like if he's going to shoot three of five from three every night, if he can just get those fouls under control, oh, my God, dude. He is going to be unbelievable. And as his body, you know, matures and he adds weight through, you know, being an NBA weight room, and it's going to be the same for Lively, I cannot wait to see these future matchups between Lively and Wimbenyama going forward. This Mavs-Spurs rivalry has yeah. been amazing for years. It's going to be even better. I'm so yeah. excited for this. <laughs> it's going to be great. But, I mean, if if Wimbenyama puts on weight and actually grows in his potential, he is a literal monster from – He is. Like, he is a that, literal Yeah, monster. the – the the stretched out arm, it's uh, Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, I saw this. I'm sure you've seen this footage too. It was uh, one of the Spurs trainers was like doing something with him, working on his like defensive oh, work or whatever. Yeah. And he was like moving his hand. <laughs> it didn't even look real. The dude looked like a squid. Like it didn't even look real. Like it looked like his arms are flopping, but they weren't. It's just that they're that long. Like we're his literally forearms, looks like something from a horror movie. Yeah, he looks like Slenderman. Like his forearms <laughs> are longer than my whole arm. Seriously. It's crazy. It's insanity. Like it's, he it can, ain't right. Well, all I know is he is in a good spot, you know, to not only develop uh physically. But with his, you know, his basketball, he's already got a high basketball IQ, but it's only going to be enhanced playing for Coach Popovich. So, oh, 
Uh, he, he is in a great spot there, and this rivalry is going to be – and look, I said it going into the game. I know the Spurs weren't good last year, but they have a bunch of really good young players. They made some fun ad- additions over the offseason aside from Wimbenyama. Uh, so I knew coming into this, I was like, this is probably going to end up being closer than what people would want. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but, but I did. I did. I did expect the Mavs to ultimately be too much for the Spurs, and they did pull away late. So it was good. The Mavs, they're undefeated. They're on pace for eighty-two and zero, which is great. Uh, <laughs> we'll <Let's> see. <laughs> we'll see if they can uh, keep it up going into Friday's matchup with the Brooklyn Nets. But Guys, look, we appreciate it. Uh, just wanted to come on here and recap that first game. It was very exciting. We had a great time uh, watching it and, you know, seeing the potential of uh, of Derek Lively. And, you know, we knew Luca was going to do his thing, but Lively, we just, we this is everything we could have hoped for in his debut. Outshining Victor Wimbanyama. That is just – that's great. Now we'll see if he can do the same thing against uh, Nick Claxton and the Brooklyn Nets on Friday. So, guys, appreciate it. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Uh, if we don't come on here, I'm not sure if I'm – I may end up doing like a uh, a solo pod sometime Saturday if I have time. If I don't, it'll be sometime Monday or Tuesday, but we'll work out all that. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a great rest of your day. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.